0: Trafficking of human beings is a crime of global proportions, involving extreme forms of exploitation and abuse. It has been estimated that as many as 18 million people may have been coerced against their will into sectors such as the sex industry, fishing and factories. Until now, little research has been done into the health implications for trafficked people. However, a newly published survey in The Lancet Global Health has revealed the severe mental and physical problems experienced by trafficked men, women and children in Southeast Asia. We spoke to the lead author of the study, the school's Dr. Leija Kiss, and in Cambodia, co-author Brett Dixon from the International Organization for Migration.
1: We interviewed 1,102 people of which 1,015 reached destination. The survey was conducted in Cambodia, Vietnam and Thailand. Um, The men were mainly trafficked into fishing and the main destinations where adult males were going were Indonesia and China. Children, girls were trafficked mainly into sex work. The main destination was Thailand. The boys were trafficked into fishing as well and into bagging, bagging on the streets in Thailand mostly. And women in Vietnam, adult women were trafficked mainly as brides to China.
0: How do you go about setting up a study like this? There's over a thousand people that you, you spoke to. How do you get those people in the first place?
1: So we conducted a research in post-trafficking assistance services services. They are shelters, um, many government shelters, Geo providing care and assistance to people after they escaped or been rescued from a trafficking situation. We work very closely with our partners in this research, the IOM, the International Organization for Migration.
0: So here in Cambodia, IOM is an intergovernmental organization. We focus on a number of different areas, both mostly protection and prevention of, of trafficking. Um, I have a team here that provide post arrival assistance at the airport, and then uh, we have also here in Phnom Penh that provide them with a, a further health check, and we also have a reintegration assistance. So providing that could be in the form of a, a cash grant to start a business or a vocational type training. Is there a problem talking to the people in the first place? Is there an ethical issues that you have to address? Because these are, I imagine, very vulnerable people.
1: Yes, we followed the WHO ethical protocol for interviewing trafficked people. One of the PIs for the the study, Cathy Zimmerman, is the author of those guidelines. So we adapted to the local context and we made sure that The interviews were being conducted by case workers. workers. So the people who were providing care to them, who they were familiar with already. In addition to that, we had referral protocols. If they disclose any uh, need or wanted to see doctors or specialized medical care, we refer them to this care.
0: In a lot of the rural areas, there's not enough employment. And men and women are both choosing to migrate based on having no employment. Migration becomes a a type of coping mechanism or coping strategy to to support themselves and their their family members back in Cambodia. Usually the initial migration is is a voluntary decision. They'll either approach by brokers or they approach brokers themselves. Usually the brokers uh, promise a lot of good things in terms of a type of salary or working in, in a factory in Thailand mainly. When they arrive, they're handed off to usually other middlemen, other brokers that keep them sometimes in a, in a house without allowing them to go. A lot of the men talk about turning up at a, at a, at a fishing port when the original promise was that they were going to a factory or, or an agricultural job. Um, before they know it, they're being coerced onto, onto a boat. And from that point, once they're on a boat, they're taken out to sea, uh, usually out to a larger boat, where they, once they're on that boat, that boat can travel out of Thailand into, into Malaysian waters. Um, it could spend, we've had men ranging from a few months on boats to 13 years on a boat.
1: The interviewees have gone through very difficult situations from which they couldn't escape for long periods of time with repetitive episodes of violence, working overtime, living in very difficult conditions, overcrowded room with poor basic hygiene, many times not having enough to eat or drinkable water, and specifically in some sectors, for example the fishermen was were in I think the worst conditions in our sample?
0: Some of them uh, fall sick or, or there's an accident, there's very little uh, um, healthcare or assistance they can get. Um, so a lot of the men endure the conditions for, for, for how long um, in, in hope that they will get paid, but many of them don't get paid. In some good case scenarios, they have been paid uh, or the money's been wired to their, their families. Um, in general, most of the cases uh, they're working pretty much for those most of those years without payment. Uh, there's constant threats and violence, um, which also the STEAM shows. I think it was 56% within the Cambodians uh, sample experience both physical and emotional violence. And uh, the psychological impact and on on them from the STEAM study also show that there's a high issue of. Uh, anxiety and depression after being returned, and some, in some cases post-traumatic uh, uh, disorders as well.
1: The levels of violence were really high, with more than half of men experiencing some physical violence, I think 44% of women experiencing some sexual violence, more than half of children experience one or the other, either sexual or physical violence. So
0: not just physical scars, but deep mental and emotional scars.
1: Yes, we we measured symptoms associated with PTSD, depression and anxiety. And for all of them, we had almost half of our sample reporting levels that are associated with these mental health conditions.
0: Exit the trafficking situation either by... Jumping ship by swimming for it, or in some cases, the, the vessels are docked in in a remote area in Indonesia, for example, on an island, and to get supplies, and the men choose to get the the courage to kind of escape the boat, appeal for assistance.
1: It made me think a lot looking at the findings that these people go are going back to the same communities and to the same realities that they found that once pushed them out to try and find a better life. They might think they didn't succeed this time, but next time it will be better and something might happen differently. So I think it also calls for uh, urgent prevention efforts and to understand what is it that we can do to prevent these cases because it is still an under-researched area. There is very little evaluation research and very little evidence on what to do.
0: And and what do you hope happens with those answers? What do you hope the NGOs and the the government organizations do with this uh, information?
1: So um, I hope that we will understand better the magnitude of the problem, the risks associated with trafficking, the needs of trafficked people in terms of health care and of social reintegration to be able to address these issues in a more appro- appropriate manner. Because at the moment there is a lot of money going into trafficking policy and not much is known about what to do and how to do it and what works once it's done. So yeah, my hope is that this data is going to help inform better targeted initiatives